She is my rock. I don't know what I will do without her. What happens if I lose her? And I've said that. I'm screwed. My kids are ruined. Daddy is loony. He has lost his mind. Why? Because he lost his rock. And he didn't know what he was going to do without her. And then he lost her. And guess what? He doesn't know what to do. She was my rock and I didn't know what to do without her. And now I'm lost. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Happy Monday. I hope everybody got their uh, their share of Thanksgiving. If you're watching this real time, if you're listening real time, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It's just me today. I'm going to do the podcast alone um, because of everyone traveling and, and because of the crazy schedules. I, I, I could have pulled a guest in here and then I would have been getting them away from their family. So I decided to just do it myself. Eventually, I'm going to get Amber. We're still trying to figure out how to uh, how to watch the baby and the kids. Um, and she's, you know, breastfeeding every 16 seconds right now. So it's still a little tough, but I'm definitely going to get her back as a guest. For those of you that are not familiar with this podcast, the way that we set this up is usually it's me and a guest, and I'll go through your questions. If you have a question for me, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. It could be about any subject. I'll answer it for you in the best way that I know how. It's not the, always the correct answer. It's not always the wrong answer, but it's just a conversation as if I'm giving you advice in in a normal campfire, hey, can I ask you something that's really bothering me or it's really been on my mind or this is weighing heavy on me, and I'll walk through it with you as if you're my friend. And I feel like you are if you're listening to this podcast and you've been on this journey for me for a long time, years, many episodes, that I feel like we're friends. I looked just the other day, and this podcast was on the on the Apple charts, the top charts. It was number four, ranked number four in the music genre of all podcasts in the world in the music genre, which blows me, it just blows me away. I can't believe that this podcast has come so far to to be consistently in the top. You might think, well, we need to get it to number one. Well, what's important to remember is we're playing the long game here. So as you listen to this podcast, episode after episode after, I'm we're keeping it in, in the top charts week in and week out. We're not, what I mean is, we're not pushing it to trying to push it to number one for one particular time frame. We just want it to stay relevant for a long time frame. Like we just want to stay in the top 50 for a long time. That's the goal. Not, not a quick number one and then it falls back to number 68 tomorrow. You know what I mean? Bottom line is thank you. I, I just, it's, it's, um, I just got nothing but gratitude. I love this this platform, and I love to be able to be able to speak in to to your work or your truck or your traveling or wherever your your workouts, wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you, and whatever platform you listen to, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music or whatever podcast app you're listening, just thank you. I'm going to dig into these questions once again. If you have a question for me, email. GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. And the first one, and I haven't really vetted any of these except for the first one. I just grabbed the first one because I was like, okay, cool. This is this is a good way to get into it. It says, who the heck is Earl? Hi, Granger. I've been watching your family YouTube videos for over a year now, and I listen to your podcast. Don't be mad at me, but I haven't been watching or listening from the very beginning. So your character Earl Dibbles is so weird to me. Can you explain where he come where he came from and why he's a thing? Thanks. This is Kelly from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I I guess if you haven't been listening from the beginning, it's a legit question, Kelly, and I don't blame you at all. I'm not mad at you at all. 
because you're actually right. It is so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. So, if, if you guys know the story, um, then you could just fast forward. But for Kelly, 2011, I was coming out with, I was working on an album called Dirt Road Driveway. Now, you got you to gotta imagine in 2011, I had maybe a small, very small following in Texas, but nothing outside of the state. And the, the following I had would be, I could go to several of the major cities in Texas and pull about 80, 90, or 100 people. That's what I'm talking about, small following. And that was great compared to five years before that when I could pull five people, maybe sometimes zero. So Tyler and I, my brother, we were, we were watching a lot of YouTube. In 2011, YouTube was still pretty new and not a lot of people used the platform. But we watched some comedy stuff on there. There was a channel called Balloon Shop. And we watched this and we laughed and laughed at these guys, these, these like guys in their 20s. And they would just make these skits, just funny skits. And Tyler and I laughed and laughed. We'd watch it. No one else was really watching it at that time. And we thought, let's make some skits. It'd be fun. And maybe if one of them goes viral, which not much was going viral in, in that time on YouTube. If one of them went viral, then maybe that would help the music. And if anything, we're just going to have fun. So... <laughs> so we we made we started many videos one of them and and by the way this was this was in 2000 and about 8 Earl Dibbles didn't come to 2011 but this YouTube conversation thing I'm talking about was like 2008 so we started making what we called video of the weeks if you want to go down this rabbit hole of me on YouTube sometimes we did we did, we actually did it with the band not too long ago because you can go down this crazy rabbit hole of finding me in these skits to 2008, 9, 10, and they just keep going and going, and then you keep discovering new things, even for me, because I forget about them. But there's this, there's these videos, we called them Video of the Weeks, and I had this single called Colorblind, and <laughs> there's, there's one called um, El Matador, there's one called Where's the Radio Station?, there's one called Don't Take Your Pants Off. There's one, they, they just go on and on and on. These are little titles and these little skits that we did. And we were looking for one of them to, to pop, to go viral. And so the first character I did, I believe, was, it was called Don't Touch the Turtles. And that was a, just a random country character called Don't Touch the Turtles. And that was a little skit. And then I believe the second character we did was called Freddy's Enchiladas. The third character, I believe, was called Live with Lionel. And the fourth character, I believe, was called Earl Dibbles Jr. So this is, I'm trying to give you the timeline, the evolution of these videos. And we were making skits and making, not vlogs, they were someone else filming. Vlogs wasn't a thing then. Earl Dibbles was just another one of these characters coming down the line. It was his country character, and I had spoken in that voice. I'm Earl Dibbles Jr. I'm a country boy. I would use that voice, you know, because it represented half of my family and and people we'd met on the road. And I just, it was real easy to get into that voice and start talking real country like Earl Dables Jr. He's a country boy. So I would, it was a voice before it was a video. Then, then we, we decided to make a video. So we were at my parents' house and I had these old overalls that I used to wear my senior year in high school on game days. We wore them to school. And then I, I always wore red wing boots. So I had those and then I put on this white tank top and, in this, my, one of my dad's old farm caps. And then Tyler draws these tattoos on me with Sharpie. And it was just, we just didn't think that this was going to be something I was doing 10 years from then <laughs> that I still do today. We didn't think that that was going to happen. We went out and made this video and I set up a tripod. And I basically, I, I sat in the tripod 
and I said, or I sat in front of the tripod and I said, this series of things, just to, whatever came off the top of my head. And then we went back and filmed the things that I said. So for instance, I said, I wake up, put a good dip in, track a cold one, get dressed and start the day. And then I went through that down this line of things where I would say, and I was just making it up as I go. Whittle a good stick. I do exploring in the woods. Fix the tree. Shoot the gun. And and walk around. Sit on logs. I mean, like the most random things. And then we played it back. And then I and then I acted out that. And then I when I edited it that day, I put those those that that B roll, what we call it, on top of the A roll. Literally threw it out the next day. wasn't was no big deal, and it went viral. So that is, and then a lot of things happened after that. Like Yee Yee was in that video. Um, but that that's the very beginning, Kelly. <laughs> to answer to answer your question, it's funny. It's really early in the morning right now as I'm recording this podcast, and so. Um, it's still easy, even in the morning, to talk it like Earl Dibbles Jr. Because he's country, and he gets up when the sun comes up. All right, time to get to something. I saved that one, but I think I think there's there's more on here that are more serious. Some of y'all are like, I thought Earl Dibbles Jr. was serious. Shoot. Okay, here. How about this one? It's called Advice on Cars. Hey, Granger, I'm 14 years old outside of Denver. I started to save up for my first car, and my parents said they will support me in whatever I choose to get. I'm looking to get, uh, I'm looking at Crown Vicks around 2000 era Mustangs. Crown Vicks and 2000 era Mustangs. When I told my parents this, they told me a car like that will tempt me to street race. You want a car like that because because they are more damaged and easier to have problems that I could learn to fix. What should I do? Sorry, I'm trying to read. Uh, this comes from Nathaniel. Um, what Your question is, what should I do? Uh, two, two parts. One, listen to your parents. Listen to your parents. Two, I, I think you're putting... I think it's a it's a good side project for you to be thinking about this, and it's definitely good to be saving money. But I think you're putting too much emphasis on this car at 14. When two years, your your whole opinion could change, and so I think you're worried too much, especially if you want to write write into this podcast about this. I think you're just you're just anticipating a little too early on a question like this. So I would say the answer is easy. Your parents said you're going to, they're going to support you in whatever you get. Cool. Just save the money. Don't worry about telling them what you want right now. And then when, when you have enough money and you're looking on Craigslist or wherever you're looking, eBay, whatever, used car lot. And then you see that, that 2000 era Mustang for $5,800. And you've saved $6,100. Then you go to your parents and you go, look, here it is. I've got this money and it's it's a safe car and it's it's a V6. <laughs> I'm not going to street race in it, mom. Um, and and that, that conversation is very different. But the most important thing besides saving your money is, is respecting your parents. Your parents are doing this out of love. They love you. Why do they not want you to street race? First of all, they they probably maybe they see something in you that could be um, have a tendency to be crazy, and so they want to protect you. They don't want you to get in trouble with the law. So there's there's a lot of they're not telling you to not do this because they just are bored and have nothing else to tell you. Nathaniel, listen to your parents. Save your money. Make this decision two years from now. That's my advice. Um, next up, it says, the subject line says, struggling. I have not read this yet. I'm about to read it right now. 
Hey Granger, I would like to remain anonymous, but I'm 27 year I'm a 27 year old girl from Indiana. I'd like to start off by saying thank you for everything that you do. There's always a lot of comfort in the words that you that you have from your friends and your family and the word of God. I feel like this is something I've always struggled with, but it seems like it's getting harder with time, and I'm not really sure how to put this into a question. It seems that every time I turn around, it's the cruel people around me that are, are the ones who win when it comes to time here on earth. There have been countless times where I thought about just giving up and being as harsh and mean as everyone else to see if it would change my luck or outcome, but ultimately, that's just not who I am as a person. I love to love, and I love to be kind to people. I'm just feeling overwhelmingly beat up. It just doesn't seem like this is a specific area of my life, um, but everywhere let me start again. It just doesn't seem like this is in a specific area of my life, but just everywhere I turn without really having a question. I'm just writing you to look for more, I guess, advice on why not to be discouraged. Thank you, Anonymous from Indiana 27. Well, the, first of all, Anonymous, this is biblical. What you're saying is, is there? it's in the Bible. It says that... Um, you know, the sun shines on the wicked just as it shines on on the righteous. So, you, I'm paraphrasing here, but, the, but there is, there's this idea that God's blessing, He will bestow His blessing upon the earth, upon mankind, upon His image bearers. And that, that doesn't that doesn't reflect because of the person that you are. It doesn't, God doesn't put more blessings on the good people or the nice people. That's obvious, right? Like there, there, there's the, the person at the biggest house on the street up on the hill with, with all the, with all the, all the fences and gardens and workers and roads and pathways and, stories and cars in the garage. That doesn't mean that they're a good person. This is not front page news. We just know this is how the world works. It doesn't matter. God doesn't doesn't choose blessings based on your actions. And that's actually a very important concept of the Bible, because God doesn't show favor on us based on our works anyway. It's always based on our faith. And his blessing ultimately comes in salvation after this life, after life here. So if you look back in the historical characters of the Bible, the, 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 for instance, we'll start with Abraham. Abraham was blessed because of his faith, not because of his works not because of things that he did not be because not because of his generosity the, the generosity and the things that he did are an outcropping of the faith they came afterward they were they were the result of his faith so what i'm telling you anonymous is you can't just throw up your hands and go well i'm trying to be a good person here and god's not blessing me that's not exactly what you're saying but but the Bible says that your your works, your trying to be a good person is like dirty rags to him because you can't be good enough for God. Can't. So your question is basically, how do I not be discouraged? Should I just give up and be bad like everyone else? No, by no means. <laughs> no, no. But you you just need to realize the way that this this globe in the universe is turning, and and you will never you will never be discouraged because you decided to be good a good person with integrity because at, at the end of the day when you lay your head on your pillow and you chose to chose to be take to take the higher road to have integrity you will you will. 
ultimately sleep better. <laughs> and that's not going to, you're just not going to guarantee people are nice to you or nice to you in your return. But over time, the, the, the more integrity you have, and I'm talking in, integrity meaning honesty, um, trustworthiness, um, kindness, the ability to listen more than you talk. There's, there's these attributes that over time, you practice these things over time, you're going to see the fruits of that from the people around you. And if you don't, it's time to change the people around you. So, and I don't know where, where you are in this situation, but, but sometimes you need to change the people around you. And I would say, I would say that's, that's most likely the case is what's happening with you is you're, you're surrounding yourself with people that are angry and cruel because I don't think you're talking about the lady that's serving you McDonald's. I think you're talking about your family or your friends that are immediately around you. And it's important. It's important that sometimes you need to put up your hands and go, friend, I love you, but, but I need some space away from you because, because I can't be around this kind of negativity because it is, it is, it's becoming a problem to me. So, Stay around positive people. Remember that your fa- that God's favor doesn't fall just upon the, the good people. Remember that you being good doesn't help you get closer to God. And remember that being around positive people will help you sleep better at night. And you could never be wrong with upholding your own integrity. I'm going to take a break and be right back. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I have a few sponsors today, and they're all by people I know very well over at Yee Yee Apparel. If you haven't heard about the new Yee Yee Jerky, you have to check this out. I know that this is a crazy time, and and I believe this is what, Cyber Monday today that this is coming out. So we have so many sales going on, so many discounts going on at Yee Yee Apparel. If you go to yeeyee.com, you can find all this stuff. If you've wanted Yee Yee Apparel for your family or for a gift or for yourself, this is the perfect time to do it. Cyber Monday is the perfect time to do it. But I really want to talk about this Yee Yee Jerky because this stuff is really special. It's a brand new project for us. We've never done anything like this. So I want you to, to try it and I want you to love it. And right now we're selling it for $8.99 we, per bag. That's like three and a half ounces. It's the best deal we could possibly give to you. And we have tried this for years, coming up with this recipe, trying to get it right. This is not about some big company coming in and saying, hey, we want to slap yee yee on our jerky that we've been making for a thousand years. That's not that. We have been working through this recipe. These are these are Texas-owned cattle that we know the ranchers from. We know everything involved in this process. And I think it'd be the perfect stocking stuffer for you or for your kid or for your husband or for your wife or for your friends that that have followed the Yee Yee journey. I think it's a, it's a really good addition to our brand. I also want to talk to you about Yee Yee Radio. Pretty much everything I could say will start with Yee Yee. I'm going to talk about Yee Yee Radio. This is such a fun component to our brand and what we do. And this is something I could offer you totally free. It's a, it's the Yee Yee Radio app. You can get it on um, Android or Apple or you can go to yeeradio.com. But regardless, it's free. It's also commercial free. And it is the playlist of your life. At least we try to make it that way. So all you got to do, the app is so simple. You, We don't collect any of your information. It's none of that. All we want out of this is your listen. Because through your listens, that's how we could build the app and, and grow it that way. So you pretty much get it and you just open the app, and boom, it starts playing. We have built a playlist, a seasonal playlist for you. So it is it is a radio station based on Yee Nation. We also love to get your to get your feedback on it. So you could follow Yee Radio on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, and you can give us comments and updates on songs you like. Maybe you're a new artist and you want your song played on Yee Radio. Hey, follow us on Instagram and give us your comment and let's hear your song. We want to build the playlist to your life. And that's what we're doing. Download the app, Yee Yee Radio. Finally, if you want a, a, a quick, easy gift for someone 
this Christmas, why not use Cameo? Go to Cameo.com, look me up. You can get, and it's basically a video message. I will make you a customized video message to anybody about any subject, even yourself, your spouse's birthday, or most likely a Merry Christmas. Um, It's super easy. It comes right to your phone. You get the video message customized to whatever you told me to say. I'll read it right off the screen. And um, it's it's very personal and very special. Cameo.com. Go find me there. Back to the podcast. Back to the questions here. If you have any, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to pull up one. It says, subject line, relationship breakup advice. Hey, Granger, I've been a fan for many, many years. I've even gotten the opportunity to meet you once through a meet and greet. Your drive, ambition, story, and who you are as a person extremely inspiring to me. Thank you, brother. I'm 23 years old, he says. Uh, Have a great job, college degree. My girlfriend of a year and a half broke up with me over a text message weeks after I bought an engagement ring and will not talk to me or even respond to me in any form. I moved out when she was not home and let me read that again. I moved out when she was not home and haven't even heard from her since. It was random, out of the blue, and I thought everything was perfectly fine. What advice do you give me to help me get through this? Why do you think she would just want to disappear like a ghost from me without any conversation or communication? And what advice do you give for this? I'm trying to, first of all, Brandon, he's 23, doesn't say where he's from. And I'm trying to understand this one part where it says, I moved out. I bought it. My girlfriend over a year and a half broke up with me over a text message weeks after I bought an engagement ring and will not talk to me or even respond to me in any form. I moved out when she was not home and haven't even heard from her since. Does does he mean she moved out? I'm trying to figure, follow that. Okay. Well, let me address that first. (laughs) I can go either way, either scenario. Man, guys, um... Don't live with her. Don't don't live with her. You guys and girls, don't live with them. Even if that means you're saving a ton of money in an apartment. Even if that means that you're getting a, a discount from your landlord. What whatever. Even if that means they're they're from out of town, and you're trying to make it convenient. It's just going to create problems. It's going to create problems. So. She ghosted you after a year and a half after you bought an engagement ring. She will not talk to you or respond. First of all, that is a clear message. She doesn't respond to you is a clear message that it, you need to move on. That doesn't, that doesn't mean there's a window of opportunity for me to keep messaging her Maybe Facebook, maybe she'll check Facebook this time, or maybe, maybe it's an email thing, like, or she wants to just, she, okay, maybe she wants me to show up at her work. Because women, I've seen movies and girls like, girls like men that, that pursue them. So I'm going to show up at 2 a.m. when she's getting off, off of her waitress job at the, in the parking lot at dark. No, don't do that. She is fully aware, fully aware that you are reaching out to her and trying to get a hold of her. Humans these days, it is no longer an excuse. They see their phones. They see the text going off. They see the phone calls. They see the email and the Facebook messages and the Instagram, whatever. They see you. So it only takes one. And you've done that. Okay, good news is you got an engagement ring that you can now either return or sell. They're going to hold their value, okay? But don't don't hold on to her anymore. It's time to let her go. 
do, do I know why she ghosted you? No, I don't know why, but there's many reasons why there could it could be. And you not being good enough for her is not something in your consideration. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, you have, you're young, you're 23, perfect, perfect. This message is different if you're 53, right? You're, it's different if you're 43, but you're 23, you have a great job, you have a college degree, you dated this girl for a year and a half, so much so, you liked her so much that you wanted to get an engagement ring, you did, and you lived with her, pumped the brakes, she's gone, that's okay, it seems like the end of the world, but there's going to be another, and, and the, the next one will be better because you will have learned you're you're better in a relationship. You have more to give. You have you have a better quality product to give the next relationship because of what you learned from the previous relationship. Does that make sense? Like you you're you're a better you're better package now to present because because you have been refined through the fire in a bad relationship. Now, we don't want to go out and seek bad relationships to help refine us. That's not the purpose. But as anything in life, as, we, as we're broken down, whether it's in the gym or whether it's, whether it's in, in our career, but when we meet setbacks and adversity and we overcome them and we're broken down, then as humans, we grow back better, sometimes in the form of learning or resilience in the gym, muscles, whatever. But through a break up, you build back better. It's interesting that it's called a breakup, right? Because it, it breaks you down, not up. <laughs> it breaks you down. And then from breaking down, you build up better. And you're better for the next person. Lucky for the next person. If you date someone that's, that, that's had a couple bad relationships, good for you. You get to receive the benefits, hopefully, of the fruits that they've learned from the breakdown. <laughs> I don't know why they call it break up. It should be break down. They broke you down. So all this I say to you, Brandon, as an encouragement, I say this as encouragement, that you although you might not see it because you're in the fire, you're in the breakdown phase, will build back better. And you're going to be better because of it. And you're going to have more to offer. And you will have learned, first of all, don't live with her. And don't spend too much on that engagement ring. <laughs> Thanks for your question, brother. All right, well, let's, uh, man, I have no idea what these say. I'm going totally blind. I'm going to hit this one. It says, question, hey, Granger, me and my wife got married in January, and I feel like we have lost our connection. We used to do a lot with each other, but now we just sit at home and do nothing. I feel like we've lost something. Thank you for your time, and keep doing the things you're doing. Alex, Alex, let me reiterate. Let me see what you got here. You're saying... You and your wife got married in January. This message came on Thursday, meaning that's this is current. So you are you haven't even hit the one year mark. So you lost your connection. This is this is not Alex. This is not um, devastating news. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard a lot of people. Maybe people told you in your engagement or on your wedding day. Even I bet you people told you. Remember, the first year is the hardest. And the reason they say that is because, because of you're getting all these first, you know, and, and you're learning the person more than you ever did. And so it becomes harder. So that the first year, I think you need to, you need to reevaluate this question after January, after the one year is, is completely done. From when I'm reading this podcast, it's still November. So you've been in you've been in this about 10, 
plus months. Um, so that that's the good news. That's where I'll start. But then secondly, if you feel like you've lost a connection with your wife, now I don't, I don't know anything else about you or her or your age or where you live or if there's kids involved yet, but your wife is your first priority after God right now. And she always will be until you die. That's what marriage is. Don't underestimate what marriage is or what she is to you. Don't underestimate that for the rest of your life. That's a commitment you made. That's the value you made. And that's what marriage means. So if you're listening to this podcast on the other side of this conversation and you're dating and you don't, you don't see the possibility of the person you're dating being in this role with you where they're first after God, then you should probably break up with that person. <laughs> you should probably break up with the, re- the, the person in the relationship with you that's not that. But this is a different story for you, Alex, because you're in it. We heard on this podcast, Brent, last week say, love is a verb. Love is a verb. I love that. Some of you might have heard that before. And you've also heard me say love is is a decision. Sometimes in this culture, we start to feel like love is like fairy dust that just falls on us. And we confuse it with infatuation. That's what infatuation is. When you're all your pheromones or whatever start bubbling up and you just get this feeling like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the one, you know. That's, that's that phase of infatuation that goes away. We all have to be aware that it goes away. But love is stronger and deeper and lasts a lot longer. And it's a verb, meaning you do it. You actively do love. You actively love. You pour out love. And usually what you pour out, you get back. Not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, and a, and a pretty good chance that you will, you, you outpour love, you act it out, and you get in return love. It's also a decision. Love is a mental decision. We, we want to feel like it's the heart and the gut and like I feel it in my stomach and it just like turns me and it's love. Oh my goodness, it's love. But you're, you're, you can't confuse that with the infatuation because so many times that will fade away and your gut will lead you somewhere else. Your gut will take you down, down the street and see someone else and you'll get that gut twist like wow that girl look at that guy whatever but love is different it's deeper it's stronger than that and it comes from a decision in the brain to go you know what i love this girl i remember that infatuation i had when i first saw her and she's not she has not changed somewhere deep down in her she is that person i saw and she's beautiful the same way that I was attracted to her. And I will make a decision to love her. And I will make a decision to use love as a verb. Meaning, in your question, Alex, you say, we used to do a lot of things, but now we just sit at home. That means you make a decision and go, you know what? I'm not going to sit at home anymore. I'm going to make a decision to make love a verb and act it out with my young wife that we've only been married for 10 months together. Hey, babe, I got something for you. Wednesday night, I got reservations downtown. We're going to go down there. And then, and then when she gets in the car, you got flowers for her. You rekindle that. And you say, babe, get dressed up. I'm taking you downtown. We're going Wednesday. Reservations are 730. You act it out. You say, hey, on your way home from work, you're driving home and you're thinking, it's Tuesday night, I'm about to repeat what I do every night. We're going to go in there and we're going to sit on our phones at home and do nothing. No, I'm changing that. 
You go, you go to the pet store on your way home from work and you pick up a puppy. And you walk in and go, look, babe, a puppy. <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there, but I'm, there's a million ideas. A puppy. And I got, and we're going to, me and you, we're going to go and we're going to, we're going to start camping. And we're going to, we're going to go to the, the mountains and wherever you live. I don't know where you live. And we're going to take this puppy and we're going to, we're going to teach it to swim in the creek. Like Earl Dibbles Jr. Swimming in the creek with the bird dog. Hey, Alex, there's a lot of options here, but you will do nothing and this will fizzle away and this will die if you sit at home and lose this connection. But you have a decision to make in your mind, not your gut, not your heart. The Bible says your heart is deceitful. It is infinitely wicked and your gut cannot be trusted. Do we not know this? We know this. The gut can't, you can't trust your gut. People want to say that all the time. Just trust your gut. It's whimsical. It comes and goes. You chase it all day long like a dog chasing his tail. Eventually, you have to make decisions and follow your brain. You have to follow your brain and make educated decisions based on information that you've collected. Your brain is an incredible thing. So the gut might get you there. It might start the spark. It might get you in the infatuation, but the love eventually becomes governed by your brain. So today, you start today, you hear this podcast, Alex, you go, I will no longer sit at home and do nothing with my, with my wife. And she, I'm not going to wait for her to make this kind of decision. Because maybe she won't come to this conclusion, but you will. Wives, if you're listening to this and you're in the same situation from the reverse, don't wait on your husband. One of you two needs to act now. And don't look at it as, if he ain't going to act, I ain't going to act. Don't look at it because it might not happen. Who's going to start it first? You might lose this marriage. People are so quick to give up on it. I think I've said enough, Alex, but, um, but act on this. Do it now. They say the first year is the hardest. I get it, but that doesn't mean you, you don't waste this opportunity now to get this fire going again. Don't let it get down to embers and go out on you. All right, let's go to... I'm, I'm just going down the list here, guys. That's what I'm doing. If you got an email... Send me one at grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com with your question. I'm just going to go down these. It says, hey, Granger, I'm Daniel from Indiana. I have a few things I need help with. Number one, my grandpa passed away a few years ago, and I'm still struggling with it. It's getting to the point that it's hurting some of my relationships, and I don't want it to be... I don't want... I. There's a couple of misspellings. Sorry, Daniel. Um, I don't want it to do, I I don't want it to mess up my peace. I'll paraphrase it for you. (laughs) Number two, my girlfriend will be leaving for college in a few months and I will be staying home and I don't want her to go. I know it's for the best. I'm afraid of what this impact might have on our relationship. I don't want it to end. I don't know if I could handle the drive to see her with my work schedule in the distance. She's my rock. I don't know what to do without her. She has helped me through so much of this difficult time in my life. How do you deal with distance between you and your wife and when your family is on the road? Uh, what could I do? It says, I love your podcast, your YouTube channel, and I've seen you uh, live in concert in Valpo, Indiana, and in Milwaukee. Wow, Dan, thanks for reaching out, brother. I see a lot of over and over you're writing I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to and I want to just encourage you through this that there there appears to be I'm no psychologist I'm no therapist but there appear to be deeper issues in your questions and I love you brother this is coming out of love right um you have a number one and number two. Number one, your grandpa passed away and you're still not over it. 
Number two, your girlfriend's leaving for college in a few months and you're staying home. Let's go, let's dive into each one. What number one, your grandpa. This might be hurting your girlfriend relationship too. You you admitted it that this is might be hurting your relationships because you can't let go. Hey, um, a few years. Let me let me be blunt. A few years is too long to be actively hurting after losing your grandpa. Some of you might go, what? No, I, I'll, that's nothing to do with your love, okay? That's nothing to do with your, your love. And, you know, I lost, I've lost two grandpas, loved my grandpas. I lost them. I miss them. They're, I think about them all the time. I, I, I wish that I could have a conversation with one of my two grandpas about something. Usually World War II. I, want, I wish I could have conversations about that. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm struggling with it. And so if you're struggling with it, you need to put this to bed. You have to put this to rest because, because the one thing we know for sure in life is grandpas are going to die. Right? Do I need to say that again? The one thing we know for sure in life is that grandpas are going to die. Sounds like a bad country song, but most of us, 99% of us on this earth will lose our grandpas because that's the cycle of life. So, so we need to look back at grandpa and at the life that he lived and, and we need those memories of what he taught us and how he lived and who he was as a, as a great person. We need those memories to make us smile now. After two years, I'm not talking about the first few months, but after two years, we need those memories to make us smile and not make us struggle and grieve and cry and hurt. So it's time to go to his graveside and have a conversation with that cold stone. You're not going to have a conversation with him. I don't believe that that's possible, but you need to have a conversation with that cold stone and go, you know what? This represents, once again, I'm not, I, I am so against talking to the to dead. I'm so against that. And I could feel the emails clicking against me right now. But the Bible said that the dead have no business on earth anymore. So you're not talking to him. But I want you to go talk to that ground and that stone and just say what this represents and this ground and this stone and this cemetery where I once stood for, for this funeral. I am going to, from here on, look at, look at this memory and look at the legacy of my grandpa as a good thing, something that makes me smile, something that made me the man I am. And I'm going to be strong for him. And I'm going to take what he taught me and I'm going to teach it to the world and my future kids and my nieces and nephews and friends around me. I'm going to bring in those old sayings that grandpa said. I'm going to show them how to work on the truck like grandpa did. I'm going to show them how to swing a hammer like my grandpa. But I'm not going to let it drag me down because that's not what he would want in his legacy. Number two, your girlfriend. You are too attached to her. You are too, let me say it again, you are too attached to her, Daniel. You cannot say, she, this is your quote, she is my rock. I don't know what I will do without her. Boom. Problem. Red flag. You are too attached to her. Hey guys, I can't even say that about Amber. She is my rock. I don't know what I will do without her. What happens if I lose her? And I've said that. I'm screwed. My kids are ruined. Daddy is loony. He has lost his mind. Why? Because he lost his rock and he didn't know what he was going to do without her. And then he lost her. And guess what? He doesn't know what to do. That's a bad thing. You see what I'm saying? It's a bad thing. The only person you could say this about is God. And this would echo something you'd read in the Psalms by David. God, you're my rock. You're my refuge for salvation. 
paraphrase, I don't know what I would do without you. Because guess what? You'll never lose him. He is always here for you. He is your rock. And you have to rearrange your thoughts that way. It has to be that way because if she replaces God, if she becomes your idol in this, and that's what it is, it's idolatry to think of your girlfriend as your rock and you don't know what you do without her. These words might be coming across harsh, but they are so true. And there's evidence in all the emails I've read over the last couple years that show you that the result of what you're doing is eventually she's going to leave you or die or you're going to fall out of love and you're going to change your mind or your gut. (laughs) And then you're going to go, she was my rock and I didn't know what to do without her. And now I'm lost. Now I'm lost. So you have to fix that. And guess, guess what a good way to fix this is, Daniel? She's leaving for college in a few months. It sounds like a good time for a little space, a little break. Little distance might do you good. It should. And so I would use this time to go, hey, babe, you're going away. I'm starting a new hobby or taking on an extra job. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really pour some, of my, pour some of this time and effort into my buddies, my, my guy friends here. And we're going we're gonna to do a lot more fishing now. And it, it, see where this goes. Maybe, maybe she says, you know, babe, I was gone for two months in college and I just can't stand to be away from you. And that says something about the relationship. But the bottom line, you have to work yourself. You have to work this out with, she's my rock. I don't know what I'd do without her. She has helped me through so many difficult things in my life. You're setting yourself up for really bad news and really crushing heartbreak. People that listen right now, are they know. I mean, I've just read a question earlier. Is it the result of this kind of idolatry for your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your kids? Your kids could be this kind of idol. You can't look at your kids and go, they are my rock. I don't know what I would do without them. Be careful with that. It's coming from a guy that's lost his child. Be careful with that. You're setting yourself up for a devastation beyond understanding. Don't hear me wrong, y'all. This is not about loving your family less. It's not about loving your family or your friends or your girlfriend or your boyfriend less. It's about loving God that much more. I appreciate y'all for listening. That's all we have today. We will see you next Monday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following this journey. If you have a question for me, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to answer it. We'll see y'all next week. Hee Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee.